What up, Uneducated Duo Podcast fam? My name is Pablo. And I'm Gerald. This is episode 27, man. Is it 27? I gotta be sure. Oh, it is 27. All right. Damn, bro, that's a lot. Yeah, man. This It's been going on for quite a while. Shit. How many did you miss? I think I missed like three. Two or, two or three you were gone? Yeah. Yeah, because there was one with Nate and I think two with Brian. So Yeah, three episodes. All right. Well, we start them all with a one gotta go. And uh, this time, the one gotta go is like, there's universal things that most people... I don't want to say all people, but most people learn how to do when they're kids. I think before you're like 13, you know how to do all these. Yeah, I agree. Right? So our one got to go is going to be swimming, uh, riding a bike, whistling, and snapping your fingers. I have no idea why those four things are so universal, but everybody learns that shit. Or at least in the U.S., I feel like everybody learns that shit. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, uh, no, because I think, like, most of, some of these are, like, universal, like, snapping your fingers and whistling. Like, they're used to grab people's attention, but, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. All right. Out of these four, I think first off the list for me, let me, let me think. Let, Let me really delve into what i feel here (laughs) i think number one for me is whistling i gotta take whistling off the board number one what is that man i fucking love it i catch myself like you know when you're like you ever catch yourself whistling and you don't even know you're whistling and and then you're like oh wait a minute like i'm whistling Nah, i know exactly when i'm whistling it's like a I don't know. I just feel like sometimes I'll be listening to a song and I'll just like whistle on to the beat and then like you learn the beat and overall good time. It's like something you do when you're like really bored. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. And uh, for like the longest time, I didn't even know how to whistle. I was like a shitty ass whistler. Like it came out like, like terrible. You know how like, like if you have like a saltine in your mouth you know that remember that challenge or whatever where like you'd put saltines in your mouth and you tried to whistle and the saltine would just like shoot out of your mouth yeah 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 it was like that except i had nothing in my mouth i just fucking sucked at whistling that's crazy i don't know what happened maybe what my teeth shifted or something but all of a sudden like i could whistle one day it was magical yeah it's kind of a weird thing because like I don't know. I feel like whistling, like, it's not like riding a bike, you know? It's something that is, like, way harder than riding a bike. I don't know. I guess it's it's based on opinion, you know? You know what's weird about it is, like, I don't know if this is just a Mexican family thing or maybe, an, like, a ethnic type thing or yeah. something. But, like, if my little brother's out playing somewhere, like, in the apartment complex, let's say he's, like... On the other side of the complex. Yeah. All his parents do. All my mom or his dad or whatever. Just, they just step outside and they whistle. And it's like a really specific whistle. And you know. And then like he whistles it back. Like a fucking bird call. 
so that they know he's like in the vicinity or like if they want him to come home, you know, they'll like just whistle and then he like whistles back and then comes home. That's some Hunger Games shit, bro. Like fucking Rue and Katniss. Yeah, it's like a homing beacon, bro. And I feel like I've only, or at least in my experience, I see a lot of like Hispanic fathers do the like the whistle, the like come whistle, you know, come man, hither. I'm just going to say whistling's number one off for me too. No, oh, it is? Yeah, it is. Oh, I wasn't expecting like, that. Like you, I find myself whistling a lot, especially songs that I'm learning or some new songs on the radio or whatever. Um, it annoys the shit out of my wife, though. <laughs> I whistle so much. She's like, what the fuck, man? Are you doing? She gets mad. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll get like on these uh, like trends where like I like a song a lot and I'll play it a shitload. And when I'm not listening to it, I'll be whistling that shit. And um I can actually whistle like three different ways, man. It's crazy. Like three different ways. Yeah, yeah like like can you do the the the, the two finger in your mouth nah, one nah, I can't or whatever. Do that. The like thumb and I can index. do one where like you tuck your lower lip into your mouth and just like the regular whistle. And I can also like grab my bottom lip and like whistle some way that way. It's weird. It's weird. But uh, I know there's people still now that can't whistle. You know, it's fucking crazy. But like I can whistle like a whole song. And people will recognize it, you know, it's it's fucking crazy, but I've had people join in. I feel like I'm like I'll be at work and I'll be whistling along and then someone else will just jump in and out of nowhere we're all fucking whistling separate ways by journey. Just hella loud and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the most famous whistle song is that. That probably is the most famous you one. No fuck. I don't know anything. Don't worry. More than that. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah, yeah, and that shit, I was like, fuck, if I was old enough, that would have been my gig at this age. Oh, yeah, so we both went with whistling for number one. That's weird. I had to, man. I mean, I like I mean, said, I knew I picked it, but I thought it was a little outside the box for, like, what normal people would pick. It's like, it's like a culture thing, you're right, though, because, like, if I'm at the store and I lose, like, my dad or something and we're together, I'll be like, Shh. Yeah, dude, but even people, like, I swear, <laughs> like, you got to... You're at a fucking store and you see one of your friends and then they just whistle and the dude turns around. Yeah, yeah. And they know for some yeah, reason they, it's they, weird. Like, it's kind of like racist almost. I feel like if a white dude knew the whistle and he did the whistle, a Mexican dude would turn around and just be confused because he sees the white guy. Yeah, we better not let that secret out, man. Especially in these times. All right, well, I'm going number two then. Number two for me... Riding a bike. It's got to be the bike for me, man. I fucking love bikes. Just the other, well, not the other day, but like pretty recently, I took all the neighborhood kids on like a bike ride by the river. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hit the rope swing. And when I was younger, man, I mean, I know we've talked about bikes before. I think we compared it to like something, right? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did like modes of transportation or something. Oh, it was like bikes and skateboards and other shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like we said then, man, the bike was just, that's how you hung out with people. You know, that got you from fucking point A to point B. And back then, like, that's how you knew where all your friends were. You just pull up to someone's house. You see like four bikes on the fucking lawn and you're like, all right, we're hanging out at this dude's house today. Yeah. You know, like nowadays I see all those kids on those fucking electric bikes yeah, the little scooters it's and like, like the, not the same, man. Because 
There's nothing like rolling up on your bike to your friend's house and you're tired of shit, like from just riding from far away. And I think you're out of like all these, it's like the one you learn the youngest because like you start off with training wheels and shit and then they take them off or you're on a trike or something, you know? It's pretty dope. Is it the one you, you learn the youngest? I think so. I mean, they're teaching babies to swim now, but they're not like Michael Phelpsing or anything. They're just learning to survive on the water if they fall in. That shit is so crazy, though. Like, yo, you throw a baby in, like, a pool. Yeah. Or, like, have you seen those videos? They basically, like, throw babies in the pool. The mom chucks them into the pool. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the baby, like, flips itself over and, like, it does some weird thing where, like, it, like, raises one leg. And so it, the other one, yeah. So it can, like, float and swim, and it's just, like, moves over it's fucking weird and they say that like babies learn that shit because like they had spent so much time in like the womb that is you know it's full full of liquid yeah yeah that like i guess it's just easy for them not easy but like they're able to learn that at that kind of an age yeah it's fucking crazy that's a dope ass party trick imagine that your friends come over and you're like hey check out my baby you just fucking chuck him in the pool and he just flips over no we were at the lake yesterday and like I had my baby in the lake or whatever. I didn't let go of him, but like as soon as I dunked him in, because I could cover his nose and his mouth, and I just like dunk in his head or whatever. He looked scared as hell, man. Like I can imagine. He was throwing, free. He was freaking out. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine like throwing a baby in like that. It'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, but after he already knows. I wonder how you teach them that, you know? Because I feel like that takes a lot of like brain power to do that and at that age i know they're learning a lot but i don't know it's fucking fuck, it i don't know how like, you instruct that babies can't even like you can't even sit a baby down and be like stay yeah yeah and somehow they can teach a baby to fucking float yeah yeah and it's not like i'm for like child labor or anything but it's almost like you could teach a baby to work a register or something you know fuck maybe I mean, swimming i feel like is a very profound skill you know like how can they swim before they can talk that's fucking weird uh, I don't know. I would assume because they're in the womb and it's full of water and there's no talking in there. I don't know though, man. It's like a tight space though. It's it's weird. Maybe they remember that they had gills. I've never looked into the studies of why or how babies can do that, but just like from an uneducated standpoint, I remember seeing like a video thing. and they basically just fucking chucked it in there. But yeah. I'm going bikes. Oh, yeah, bro. I've seen that shit too. Yeah, bikes for you. Number two. Wait, wait. Let me just say one thing about the bikes. There's all kinds of bikes, obviously, right? Yeah. You got the fancy ass, like $3,000 mountain bike that's like made for like fitness people, you know? Mm-hmm. And nowadays you got like the weird ass, like sit down in like a chair, tricycle bike thing. Have you seen those? Uh, oh it's, yeah, yeah, it's got like two it's little like handles. Super low. Yeah, there's like two little handles that you hold and you just like pedal it. Yeah, I mostly see like older people riding those though. The beach cruiser, a classic. BMX bike, mountain bike. I think if I had trikes. to trikes. Trikes. I think if I had to choose one though, I'd go with a BMX bike. I think it's the most comfortable for me. Yeah, I'm more of a mountain bike guy, but it's because I'm bigger. Like those little bikes, BMX bikes are too small. All right, what's your number two then? Number two, I'm going to go with swimming. Swimming number two? Yeah, I mean, it's not super hard for me to choose that because uh, there's nothing like swimming on Earth, you know? Like, the only way that you can experience being in the water 
is like being up in space, you know, it's almost like you're weightless to a point, you know, like that weird floating sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you don't even have to be in the middle of the water to feel like that. Like as long as your feet aren't touching anything, you're just like weightless, you know, and it's like a full body workout too. I don't know. There's still people I know, like as adults that don't know how to swim. So yeah, dude. All right. So our cousin Carlos, who was here in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. I got a story when he was like, I think he was 17. He was living with me and my mom and everybody. And, um, we have a pool in our apartment complex. Yeah. And he's 17. I'm like, I think I'm a year younger. I'm 16. Really? I thought he was older, way older, but no, he's only like a year older than me. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, my cousin, Victor, your little brother is maybe 15, a year younger than me. Right. Or maybe two years, 14, maybe. Yeah. He's two years younger than, than me. Yeah, so he's made, so he's like fourteen. Anyway, we're at the pool swimming, and he tells us, "I don't know how to swim." And immediately in our minds, we're like, "This guy's fucking lying. He just doesn't want us to push him into the water because that's what everybody says when they don't want to get pushed into the water, right?" <laughs> so obviously, you do what everybody does: you circle around the pool, you grab him, fucking chuck him into the water, right? And as he's in the air. I'm enjoying the moment. I'm just like, yeah, we did. And then he hits the water and immediate drowning. Like arms, you know how you can tell when someone's drowning, like the arms flapping, they're not really like moving. They're just staying in that spot going like sinking down and down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're like, Oh shit. He doesn't know how to swim. So we had to jump in and pull <laughs> So we had to jump in and pull his ass out. Right. <laughs> and he was so scared. And, um, Obviously not funny at the time, but yeah, kind of in the moment, in the moment, it wasn't funny. Like now we give him shit all the time, but in the moment, not funny. Yeah, yeah. But it just, it, I was like, damn, bro, how can you be 17 and not swim? And he's like, oh, well, I lived in California and we didn't have pools, you know, like unless you go like. You got the fucking ocean. Right yeah, now. unless you go to the ocean or a community pool or something. And, uh. <laughs> Oh man, he was here recently and we were giving him shit. He was all, he was saying like, I don't remember what he was saying. And we were like, well, man, all we got to do to stop you is put a puddle of water right in front of you, bro. How are you going to get around that, man? <laughs> put some water at every door, kitty pools. You'll never get out. That's funny, man. Oh man, it was so good. But yeah, man, just swimming based on the fact that. The way it makes you feel, you know, like I said, there's nothing else in the world that you can experience besides like zero gravity and swimming. And I mean, even just being on the lake this last weekend was pretty fun and like being out there swimming and shit. Yeah. So we went out there, right? And we rented the boats and the like, um, jet ski. The jet ski. And what's the, like the tube to attach the rope to the boat? Yeah. It's just a like floating. Yeah. Like a floaty. I honestly haven't been swimming since before that for like, six years seven years god damn like after high school i mean there's a couple of times i think that i went to like the river but i wasn't really swimming i was just kind of like waiting you know like I, my feet were in the water but i was it wasn't as shallow as fuck yeah or like i'd go off the rope swing and then just come back i wouldn't really swim so when we um when i was riding on that tube and i like you guys stopped and i fell into the water i um i was like oh shit 
don't remember how to do this for a second. And I was like moving my arms. I was like, oh, no, no, I got it. I got it. I learned this when I was young. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. But then swimming back to the boat, I was like, fuck, man. This is tiring. I forgot how tiring it could be. And then what the fucking, I've never done it with a life jacket too. So like a life jacket feels awkward as shit. Yeah, yeah. When you're swimming. I feel like it keeps you from like full movement. That's what I was saying, man. Like it's a full body workout. It's fucking. But again, I mean, like I said, there's nothing in the world like it. Fuck. Do you watch swimming in the Olympics? Um, I don't. I just know of famous swimmers, though. It's weird. Like, everybody knows the name Michael Phelps. Yeah, I don't watch. I mean, I don't, like, follow them, like, in, like, world tournaments or, like, some sort of meets or something. For some reason, like, Olympic swimming is fucking crazy to watch. Like, I like watching it because, like, you know, they're the best of the best. And these motherfuckers are swimming from one side to the other side. And, like, there's, like, different strokes. Seconds. It's fucking weird. Yeah, backstroke. uh but is it like butterfly? Yeah, yeah, butterfly. And then different sort of relays and shit. I don't know. It's just like that's the, like the only place to watch it, I think, is the Olympics. Unless uh ESPN the Ocho plays it or something. So you're going swimming number two? Yeah, I got whistle swimming and I got riding bikes and snapping fingers. And I went whistle bike and I got swimming and snapping your fingers. All right, well, let me go first. Uh snap your fingers and swimming. Pros and cons. Snap Your Fingers was a dope-ass song in my day. That's what I was about to say. Fuck, there's a yeah. whole song dedicated yeah, you to right. this shit. Snap Your Fingers. Oh, man. And, like, for there was a while where, like, I don't remember. I think I watched, like, the, an extremely goofy movie. You seen that? Yeah, yeah. And in that movie. Um, the cool guys, the, right? Yeah, like, they're in, like, the poetry club. And, like, instead of clapping, all the people are, like, snapping their fingers, yeah, you yeah. know? And then for a while, like, I picked up snapping my fingers at, like, everything instead of, like, actually um, clapping or just, just fucking around. I'd, like, walk around and just be snapping my fingers because why the fuck not? <laughs> and it's, I think it's, like, super easy. I don't even know, like, what situation calls for it. I feel like somehow in my head I know when to do it and, like, when not to do it. Yeah. I don't know, because sometimes it can be like a form of disrespect too. Can it? Like if you're snapping your fingers at oh, somebody. Oh, to like, to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that crazy ass, like the when the girls are mad and they do that triple snap shit and yeah, like yeah. whip their heads around. You don't fucking do that shit at nobody if you're trying to, unless you're trying to disrespect them. But. You see that in all the hood movies. <laughs> and then swimming, which is like in the summer. I mean, swimming's like unbeatable. It is. It's a seasonal thing, though. Obviously, not really, man. There's indoor pools and shit. Like yeah, but but like, I'm looking at it from what I do, where I go. I never. When's the last time I went to an indoor fucking pool? Only if I'm at a hotel. Hotel, yeah, true. You know, and then it's most of the time, there. like now, or like I never. I always look at the hotel and I look at the pool, but it never says like indoor pool or outdoor pool. So sometimes you go to the hotel and it's like an outdoor pool and it's fucking November. So you can't even swim. Yeah. So like it's seasonal. We're not adding like, so it's just pure swimming, right? It's not like water sport shit. It's just swimming. Yeah. Just the basic swim. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're just talking about skills you learn, you know? Yeah. And it's like, which one of these things could, I think I'm going to keep swimming. I feel like I enjoy snapping my fingers and I feel like it's always fun to do that to the song and shit. But like, there's just so many other things that swimming's useful. Like, 
I could save a life. I could save my own life. Yeah, and I mean... It opens the gateway to more shit, too. Like, I can go onto lakes. I can go into pools. I can go into rivers. Shit, so the Snap Your Fingers song never existed. So. Well, the song exists. I just can't do it. No, no, no. Because we're getting rid of the whole Snap Your Fingers thing, right? Or is it just for us? Personally? It's for us. Okay, okay. It's like things that we would never have learned. So you can't snap. It's not everybody doesn't know how to snap. It's you don't know how to snap. Oh, okay. okay. So you're like an outcast. You're like the kid in the movies with the black hair covering one eye. And then at the end of the movie, like everybody likes you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, you got rid of snapping your fingers. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to talk about both of these a little bit. Snapping your fingers was the hardest thing for me to learn out of all these. Really? I can do it with like all four of my fingers. Oh, no, three, actually. I think I didn't learn to snap my fingers until like I was like 20. What the fuck? Until you were 20? Yeah, and I had tried prior to that. I just like... You couldn't get the friction or something? I couldn't do it for some reason. I was like, how the fuck? I, like, I don't know what about it does that sound. Where the sound comes from? I feel like it's your finger hitting your palm. Nah, because I hear the sound before my finger hits the palm. Even though it's like a pretty quick action. I think Maybe it's hitting like this bone right here. In your, in your fingers, yeah. I don't know where the fuck that sound comes from either, bro. We should have analyzed it. We should have YouTubed it. But uh, yeah, I didn't know how to snap my fingers for the longest time. Um, I keep fucking every time you say "snap my fingers" in my head, I hear Little John. Yeah, I just I hear. I don't even know if people still know who Little John is, but I just hear him in my head. Yeah, I, I mean, that's an iconic-ass song. I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening right now has heard the song at least. Well, if you're fucking over 18 or over 20 years old, little kids don't know the song. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, you know, snapping your fingers isn't like a very... So my pros are like, you know, it gets people's attention. There's a song to it. Like, it, it's good for like keeping melody too or like keeping beats for like musicians and shit, you know? I didn't know that, but okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, so um, my cons about snapping your fingers, like, honestly, I feel like I could live without it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like, do anything for you. It doesn't really serve a purpose that I can't, you know, just fucking whistle for. Um, riding bikes, like, I love riding bikes. We used to ride bikes at the park and you'd, like, be skateboarding and shit. Even prior to that, like, we had our own bike gang when we when I was younger with my friends in the neighborhood. Like it's just something that like the kids are have electric bikes now and they got that thing going for them. But the con to me for bikes are I'm a bigger guy. <laughs> Fucking you gotta buy a pretty expensive bike to hold somebody my size. Um, so that, again, that's just personal experience. But uh, I mean, it's not hard for me to choose to let go of snapping fingers. Like, again, I learned it late. Now that I know how to do it, I rarely use it. But, um, you know, riding a bike also, like, it's something you can stop doing for a long time. But you could still get back on that fucking bike and still know. I think it's been, like, five, six years since I've ridden a bike. Hey, it's true that you never forget, but you do forget some stuff. Like, I rode a bike, and I was like, oh, I'm going no hands, and I went no hands, and I fucking died. Hey, fuck. Yeah, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't have the balance, right? That's all with familiarness, though, because, I mean, when you first learned how to ride a bike, you weren't riding that shit with no handlebars, you know? It's something that you got more comfortable with later on. 
Because even for me, like, I've never been comfortable with jumping ledges on a bike, even as a younger person. Right, like up a curb? Yeah, 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 like jumping up to, onto a curb. Um, so, I mean, even to this day, if I got on a bike, like, I would always go to that flat part of the sidewalk. Where like on the just, corners? Yeah. So, or like driveways? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, snapping your fingers does nothing for me, <laughs> to be honest. That's the yeah, the thing, thing about this one got to go is, like, it's interesting because these are all things that are, like, I, everybody learns this. Yeah. Or, like... I don't want to say everybody, but fucking 99% of the people should have learned these things. Or still can, you know. Even or still really, can, yeah. right? But then when you, like, break it down, in my opinion, like, whistling and snapping your fingers are the two that I would maybe even consider getting rid of. But then whistling is so much more enjoyable that I had to make it my number one. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean. Snapping your fingers is it's cool to do, I guess. It's dope. I like the weird way, like how you can like applaud like that, but it just doesn't hold up to the other three. Yeah, I agree. Fucking, there you go, right there. There it is. I wonder who came up with that shit. Who was who? Like the snap poets? I don't know. That that would be fucking crazy. Edgar Allan Poe or some shit. Maybe it's just kind of like fire Walt Whitman or something. You know, it's like something that people just did but didn't. Like a know, caveman. We don't fucking know who did it. You know. I guess. All right. Well, that was the one got to go. I lost snapping my fingers. And I lost snapping my fingers. Yeah. So we lost the same shit. No, it happens sometimes, man. Sometimes there's an option so shitty that we all take it, you know? (laughs) It's not, it's, I don't know if it's shitty. It's like, it's like, it's just good enough to make the list, but the top three are still way better. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why, like, whenever you see podiums, it's always the top three. Like, the fourth guy was good enough to be there, but he's only getting a ribbon. He ain't getting a medal. It doesn't go fucking gold, silver, bronze, copper. What's worse than bronze? Copper? Aluminum? Aluminum? Rocks. Rocks? Like a <laughs> rock one? Yeah. Sediment? Fucking, uh, but yeah, I was kind of looking into it a little bit while you were talking and babies, ancient Greece, snapping fingers was used by musicians and dancers for rhythm. So, oh, well, that makes sense. It's been a fucking around a long time and there was something. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've never seen that either. Right. And in like sign language, that's how you applaud. I think something like that. So what is a clap in sign language? Or that's clapping, actually. Sorry. Snapping, like, your fingers is, like, clapping, I guess. Because if you clap, you can't hear the sound anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of, like, simple. Oh, okay. Which is weird. I don't know why you just... I know how to say movie in sign language. You got to, like, put a fist up, and then you put a hand behind it and, like, wave it. Yeah. And that that's movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. This girl at my work, uh, she's a... I don't know. She's got, like, a some sort of degree for like marketing or some shit, but she um, took like sign language. Yeah. And when she first came to work there, she was like, I guess people who know sign language are really proud that they know sign language. So she would always tell us about like sign language shit. And I was like, this is cool. So she was really proud. <laughs> yeah. She was like super proud of it. Cause you know, she could talk to deaf people. Next time you see her go like this. No, I'm not going to do that <laughs> shit. I know what that one means, even though people can't see it. <laughs> I know. All right, well, we're going to cut to a commercial and then move on to some other shit. All right. Yeah. You want to bring it in or should I? Well, it's already on because I accidentally hit the button, so I'll do it. Oh, shit. What's up? (laughs) So we're back. 
And um, all right, we're gonna just talk about some shit we saw on the internet. All right, you know Nick Cannon, right? Yeah, yeah. In one of our previous episodes, I'm not sure if it was one of the ones you were on though, because I think it was fairly recent. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, Nick Cannon got in trouble for saying some like anti-Semitic, weird conspiracy, where he basically called like black people the real Jews or whatever. Hebrews is weird, yeah. Yeah, and um. So Viacom dropped him. Basically. Yep, Viacom fired him, and Viacom is the parent company to MTV and MTV Two, so they own um, Wild and Out. You know what's funny, bro, about that? I was watching something the other day, and they were like, "It's crazy how Nick Cannon saved MTV Two. Yeah, he saved the whole channel with this show. Yeah, and I, I definitely do see that, but the whole anti-semitic thing like i was reading into it a little bit and i was like uh i mean where's where is it at i mean i don't know he was saying weird shit and he did say shit about how like they're the real hebrews i remember talking about it and i but uh, at the same time like um he goes clearly speaking like of conspiracies type things you know so like you have to take him in that context and other i guess people just took it literally like soundbite you know yeah yeah but I didn't really care. But then again, I'm not Jewish, so it doesn't affect me how it would affect a Jewish person. Yeah, it's true. Had he said, you know, like, I love tacos, so I'm going to start wearing sombreros or something. <laughs> then maybe, you know. But um, anyway, Viacom fired him. They own MTV and his hit show, fucking Wild and Out, is on there. Wild and Out has been on since I was fucking in seventh grade or some shit. It's, yeah, it's been a right? long ass time, man. And like, it's really evolved too. It's evolved a lot, but it's still got the same. Like, I've seen newer episodes, and it's still the fundamental same show. Yeah, yeah. But just you know, different games, different comedians, like a different type of. It's crazy atmosphere though. and shit because it really branches out. It's made a lot of people's careers and shit like that were nobodies basically. Well, yeah, comedian wise, he's given chances to like a, lot a of bunch people. of guys who came up and are really funny. I think one of them's like Tommy Chong. No, what's his name? Timothy DeLaghetto. <laughs> Tommy Chung, fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, Timothy DeLaghetto and... Um, Carlos Miller, Chico Bean, yeah. um, Atheon Crockett. The guy with the roach on his forehead. Uh, DC Young Fly. Yeah, DC he had Young he Fly. had um, Cat Williams before Cat Williams was like huge. huge yeah. The huge comedian that he became. And even Kevin Hart, before Kevin Hart like got to the level he's at now, he, he was, was on. There, really? Yeah, he was like on seasons, like in like season seven or something. He it's, did a couple episodes. It's like the African American culture. He wasn't a cast member; he was SNL, a guest. SNL man, almost like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is, yeah. There it is. It's it's like their SNL. It's like hip hop cultures SNL almost, because yeah, like because they bring in a lot of hip hop artists. I mean, they do branch out, but it's mostly hip hop related type thing. Yeah, well, SNL, you know, is a lot of skits, and this is a lot of. Um, it's improv comedy yeah it's like a competition of improv comedy yeah yeah but the show's dope i fucking love the show when i was younger i used to watch the show um snoop dog was on there ti was on there nellia was on there so yeah everybody that was huge was on there right so i'd always watch it and like you'd have fun watching the weird ass games they play yeah you even saw it through like his divorce with Mariah Carey, it's weird. Well, even like when um our family gets together for like a reunion or something, yeah, yeah. they have that game in that show called uh, At the Family Reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we introduce. And, and I would do that shit, but with our family members and then just say something stupid as fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. I remember 
that. So it's like obviously it's a brand. And when I was looking at the figures, it's a brand that's made the company like billions of dollars over like the over all of their years, right? Well, yeah, man. I mean, and revenue. They were going downhill quick, quick. Like, to be honest, whenever, because I still have cable, a lot of people don't have cable. But when you go to the MTV channels, it's like pretty much ridiculousness now. Ridiculousness. And uh... that's pretty much it, bro. Like, I never see Nick Cannon's show on there. Um, but it, before, like a couple years ago, it was just like wild and out, wild and out, wild and out. I don't know. They just go through phases or something. Maybe, but um, so it's an established company. He obviously is the main creator of the show, and he like made it what it is, right? Yeah, I don't think you can take that from him. So him getting he's. There's reports that he's going to sue Viacom for like $1.5 billion and the rights to his show, you know, because he created it and he feels like it's his intellectual property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's hard because those contracts are made pretty fucking strict, you know? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, there's also reports that like Nick Cannon said that the whole him suing them isn't really going to happen. It's just like uh, fake news. But I'm thinking of it from my perspective. And if I created this show and like I'm the one that built it up, I'm the one that got all the great cast members after like slowly eliminating people. I am the one that has the relationship with all the like the guests, you know, because a lot of them are like personal friends that like come on and he like, you know, people he meets through networking that come to his show. Yeah. yeah. So like he's like doing all that shit. So like I would want to fucking I would want my chunk of it, too. I'd be like, you're going to fire me for some bullshit. You better give me my fucking business. Like, I created it. It's mine. I want it. I don't know, man. That's hard because. Because you at least, even if you don't get the show, they might still take, like, keep ownership of the show. The way that I would compare it to, to, like, kind of dumb it down quite a bit, the way I see it is, you know, they gave you the seed to plant the tree. But you would have never gotten the seed without them, you know? So it's hard because, you know, maybe he's the one that has been watering that tree. Kind of make a comparison, you know, has grown that tree. And now all the fruits that that tree's giving, you know, that's basically being taken by the person that gave you the seed. So I see where he's coming from. But who knows, man? Who else would have given him a chance? Like, what other... Because I think VH1, he was on, TV, all that shit is he was, one, isn't it? I don't know if VH1 is, but he was on VH1 for a while, wasn't he? I don't remember, but this is a hard, hard thing, man. Because it's like something you put all your work into and then have to have somebody just take it away for something that was taken out of context. That's what I'm saying. Ultimately, it'll like if he did sue, you'd probably get some sort of settlement for like I'm sure, yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. But then he won't have any. He'll probably have like a credit on the show, but he won't own the show anymore. That's true. That's true. And it literally says Nick Cannon's Wild and Out whenever. Yeah, and Nick Cannon yeah. presents because it's because yeah. it's his fucking show. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's gonna be. And I even, don't know. I don't see the show surviving if he's not on it. Even the cast members are loyal as fuck to him. I feel like because like he. He propels all their careers. He takes them into like different fields and all that shit. Yeah, it's true. So I just thought that was interesting. I mean, there's reports that he might sue, that he might not sue. But if he does, I think he deserves something because I fucking love that show. 
I like the Wild Styles. They're fucking entertaining. It's funny shit. Yeah, it was a pretty good show back then. To be honest, right now I only watch like clips of it on Snapchat. Yeah, like, like Snapchat clips or uh, YouTube clips. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't have cable, so that's the only way I watch it. But that's what I do too. But uh, let's talk about something else. Yeah, man. So I kind of wanted to get into something a little bit more serious because you know we always like to start off with something serious and it with something not so serious. All right, what you got? Uh, you've been watching the Save Our Children hashtag that's been trending. No, I mean, I've seen the hashtag and I've seen the trends and stuff. And I'm pretty sure, well, I mean, it's, obviously it's got to do with like the whole pedophile wayfair, all that connected into like. There's like a lot into right? it. It's yeah. like hard to follow. It's, it's like almost this, like a weed, like a really bad weed. Cause like there's a lot of things going into it that it kind of gets confusing what the actual message is. I mean, it's very clear what they stand for, but they're throwing a lot more shit into it. Like. Um, so what basically what Save Our Children is is for sex trafficking of children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a huge thing that actually exists. Which well, I had no idea really existed. You know, like how big it was. Yeah, it's real, but like there's such the a there's such a like there's like a curtain, you know. Yeah. And like we're getting a look behind the curtain now, and it really blows your mind how fucking huge it is. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because you hear it and you're like, oh, maybe there's one fucking red dot in my neighborhood or something. You don't think, fuck, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. When I say weed, I don't say it as a bad thing because, like, people are trying to misconstrue it to be, like, to fit their agenda, you know? Yeah, people people are talking about how, you know, if you're hashtagging save our children, why are you for abortions, you know, and shit like that? Yeah, I saw a couple messages where, like, uh, specifically one that I saw today that really jumped out at me was um, this guy was talking about the save my children, like save our children hashtag. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he said, where was this hashtag? Um, this time, this time, this like, and he, he had a bunch of like specific things. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then he said, the only reason that like a lot of people are talking about this now is because you're tired of talking about the black lives matter thing. Cause like the black Lives matter thing, everybody jumped on. And I want to say a lot of people were really for it, but there's also those people that just, you know, let me okay. the, just the, the trendy social media posts, yeah. you know, like, let me change the background on my Facebook to like the French flag when the French thing happened, even though you don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. So he was talking about all that. And then he basically just said, like, it's good that this has awareness, but like. He he was basically calling people out like if you're gonna talk about it like really talk about it really have the discussion don't just do it to be that guy. Well, it's unfortunate, but we're like a society of trends, you know. It's yeah, it's that's whatever what it, is. it is. Whatever is trending at the time, but you know, I think this is a serious thing, especially having my own kids and um, you know, yeah, knowing I don't... somebody that's personally gone through things like that. Because. Um, I was, you know how you like you're up late at night sometimes and you're just scrolling through like YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Yeah, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. So I watch a lot of Vice documentaries and I had a Vice documentary come up about like child sex trafficking in the Philippines, and it was fucking crazy, man. Like this lady was like in a chat room with like 500 guys offering like her relative children to them to do like things, and in this episode, in this specific episode, there was actually a U.S agent in that chat room and he's the one that caught him and he was the one like letting the filipino authorities know you know where her location was that she already had them start doing things it's crazy man and it's 
they were talking about there being like it was like a ridiculous number because they went into like child sex trafficking chat rooms and in just one chat room there was 500 people one chat room and i think they said there's like 500,000 chat rooms like that around the world yeah it's it's fucking crazy yeah and then have you seen the stuff about how um programs that are set up to help kids who are like you know foster care and all that and a big portion of the people who end up in that kind of trafficking come from those programs like that. That's where they go missing. Well, yeah, man, they're like the most vulnerable. That makes you think like now, like all the missing children that go missing, like maybe they're put into those situations, you know, cause even like full grown women get put into like sex trafficking, you know, I can't imagine being a child and being forced to do that. Have you seen any like real, real steps to like do something or like a foundation. Like I know like people like um, there's a, like Ashton Kutcher did the whole thing, you know, where he talks about sex trafficking. He went to like the uh, Congress and had that whole big thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. But like right now I know the save our children thing is like a big hashtag, but um, what are they trying to funnel into? Where are they funneling the people to like, where are they trying to get you to go to like become informed, like really, try to make a difference that that's where it kind of gets a little blotchy for me you know because when people share that hashtag on facebook it like links it and the links just take you to some weird page on facebook that like an instagram page or something no no no. it's like on facebook because it'll show you all the posts that have that hashtag yeah yeah but people are hashtagging it for no reason like just to get like the clout on their post or whatever so it's it's fucking weird man and there's a lot more into it because I mean, you can just start off with Jeffrey Epstein, and that's just a whole nother shit show, you know? Um, And then there's, like, a list of all the people, celebrity-wise, that have visited, like, Jeffrey Epstein's, like, sex island or something. Yeah, me and Brian talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, But there's also... um, And actually, Ashton Kutcher, I guess, was on that list. It's fucking weird. I don't know, but I think there's a movement, too, of, like, certain celebrities that have, like, a... They're doing some sort of trend too, where like it's like save our children. They put like some sort of red X on their hand, like a, like it with tape or something. Mm-hmm. And like they're the people that have actual foundations that help in these kinds of things. That's weird. But even foundation, I don't know. I I fucking it's common sense to me, you know. Save our children. Be cool. Like obviously pedophilia and shit is fucking gross. I don't understand it, man. Like all that shit is weird. But um. I don't know. I want to, I haven't looked into, I haven't delved enough to like find where you would actually go or like where they're going to try to start to like make a real difference. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, just think about it this way. What, what do people do first when they want to learn about something? Conversation. Conversation. I mean, in That's our it. day and age is Google. Yeah. Yeah. Google. You go, you go to Google. So as we're talking right now, I'm actually entering Save Our Children into Google. You're going to Google it? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's a Save the Children humanitarian aid organization for children. And that's the first thing that comes up. So that's where it's like all the information we're getting is just coming from social media because there's nothing directly stating what you need to do or what 
you should do, you know. I guess the biggest part is just bringing awareness to it so then the people that can make a difference do make a difference would attempt to make a difference, you know, because I mean, personally, like me and you, I don't think we can do anything about it. I really hate the uh, the use of things like this for people to push their own thing to like to me, save our children or whatever. The hashtag is like a uni- like universal, you know, like like it includes all children. Yeah. But then people always make it like a, about a specific group of children. And their points are valid, you know, but at the same time, you're kind of shifting. I feel like you're kind of using it to your own agenda or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I support it. I just hopefully they have like a real find a real way to do something about it. Because how the fuck do you stop kids from getting abducted from foster care? I don't even know how they would go about starting shit like that. Yeah, yeah. FBI or something. And I mean, there's this whole conspiracy too, aside from this, how like they're training children to do this stuff because there's like been like LOL dolls that. Like pedophiles are training children to do that stuff? Well, like companies. Oh, like like, corporations, like toys and shit that are like. What's it called? Um, Toys R Us? No, no, no. Like that. Whatever they're doing, there's something. There's a. Subliminal messages. They're like subliminal, yeah, because, I mean, there's like these LOL dolls that you put in cold water or something, and they have like lingerie on or like pizzas on their back. It's weird because there's like a Pizzagate thing that goes along with all this. Okay. It's It's fucking weird, man. I don't know. There's there's like so much shit to it. That's why I'm telling you. It's like. Yeah, and I personally don't know or at least haven't had a real conversation with somebody who's been affected like in those types of, you know. Yeah, yeah. In those types of ways. Like, I know of people, but I haven't, like, sat down and talked to somebody about it. So, I don't know how it really affects anybody. I mean, I could watch a documentary, but that's not the same as, like, hearing it from the horse's mouth, like, to say. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how many situations people get into where they don't realize that they could have been abducted. Because my wife was telling me a story about when they were young and she was with her aunt. And some guy came up to try to sell them colognes. And he was like, oh, come to my van and I'm going to show you the colognes that I'm selling to both of them. To the kids? To, oh. to my wife when she was younger and her aunt. Oh, okay. And my aunt, her aunt was like, no, no, get the fuck away from us, you know, or whatever. And um, turns out that later on in the week or something, there was like a news report about somebody abducting women and children in like a parking lot selling cologne. So it's fucking weird, you know? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there's just so much to it. Have you ever looked up the, uh, like that shit on the uh, police websites or whatever, where like it shows you all the red dots in your neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, I actually. Is your, is your neighborhood like. It's been a long time, man. But was it like super infested with like those dots or what? Because like. Not, not super infested, but like. More than you expected? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was quite a few. Does it, when you do that shit, does it tell you what their exact crime was? Because I feel like some of them are like. I don't think it does. It doesn't even give you a name. I don't think because a lot of it, a lot of it falls under that same. It's like an umbrella term, right? Yeah, yeah. So much shit goes underneath. Yeah, I don't know. Child sex acts, weird, <laughs> and that's fucking. I don't know. There's a funny comedian. Uh, not to make light of this, but um, there's a comedian who he has a joke, and he's like, uh, "I don't know how people have sex with their kids." 
My kids are the two most unattractive. They do not turn me on at all. Right. And he goes on. A, he does a whole like thing about it because like they're his kids. Right. And like he just he's never even had any kind of sentiment like that. And somehow other people like that's their weird. That's how they get their jollies and shit. Mm-hmm. He's funny as fuck. You should look him up. It's, um, what the fuck's his name? Chad Daniels. Stand up comedy. That's fucking hard, bro. <laughs> He's funny. He's funny. I mean, that was just one joke, but he talks about his kids a lot and you would like him. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think uh, this is a really big thing right now and it's really confusing and people don't know what to do or what they can do. So um, just kind of wanted to mention it because it was so big, you know. All right. Well, let's talk about something random then. Steve-O on the billboard, bro. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve-O duct tapes himself to a billboard to promote his new comedy special called Gnarly. Right? <laughs> that and shit's crazy. People interviewed him and, and he said that uh oh, what are those things called? The um when people do like viral act like viral showmanship type things to like viral fuck, what is it? Viral marketing. Damn, I couldn't think of the second word for some reason. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he fucking <laughs> duct taped himself to a billboard of his own show. And like police had to go up and take him down and remove him. And he was doing it for some viral marketing. Man, it's something you expect from someone like Steve-O, you know? Yeah, I mean, if I duct tape myself to my billboard, nobody would give a fuck. Yeah. Know? He's a jackass star. He's also, um, have you ever heard his podcast? Um, I've heard of it, but I never actually uh, heard it. Well, he talked a lot about like how he got over drug use and shit. Cause I guess when he was in his jackass days, like he was fucking going hard on drugs mm-hmm. when they would party and shit. I believe it, man. Just for the pain. But... Yeah. So, um, he was hella addicted to all kinds of shit and then he got over it. Right. But I like how he's over it and the stunts that he performs are still is like that was what was underneath you know he wasn't doing it because of drugs he just enjoys doing fucking weird crazy shit like that yeah i'm pretty sure he does a bunch of shit with like fucking david dobrik uh, he's been on his blogs a couple times right and he's like 50 years old fuck doing crazy crazy ass shit yeah i think the episodes i watched that he was on he's like walking on coal and shit and like you think he's funny stand up I've never heard Steve O's stand up comedy. I've never heard his stand up either. I've just seen his acts. <laughs> I think I'd watch that. I wonder if it's coming out on like HBO or like Netflix or something. Because Netflix does a bunch of comedy specials now. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was like, are you fucking pondering? That's how you Yeah, yeah, I was pondering what the fuck. Because, I mean, it seems like Steve O went kind of dark for a while, you know? Like, you didn't really hear the name Steve-O? But well, yeah, that's how you get over drugs. Name. It's definitely become a household name because... I don't know, though, because... Well, actually, now, because Bam Margera, dude, he's, like, super into drugs, and I've seen him on, like, Dr. Phil and shit. Yeah, Bam Margera's uh, currently, like, going through like drug rehab and all that shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think the Jackass people are still household names. I feel like kids nowadays still watch the Jackass movie. Or at least know who they are, fuck. So- Cause their movies are fucking hilarious. Yeah, man, I love that shit. But uh, I wanted to mention this because I thought it was super interesting. Um, the last blockbuster, the last blockbuster in the world that's in like Oregon, 
Um, it's closing down as like a blockbuster, but they're turning it into an Airbnb. So like they added like a, it's got, it's got like a blockbuster. It's the same building and inside it's got like a blockbuster motif, but it's like going to have all the amenities of like a home. You just added a bed and a fucking shower. Yeah. It's got like a bed, the shower, like a, like a living room space. It'd be cool if they like left all the movies in there and like a DVD or VHS player. I didn't look at all the pictures, but I think it'd be cool if the all the walls still had the like the DVD That's what displays. I'm oh, just the little cases or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like there doesn't have to be movies in there, but like the, at least the cases all around and shit. Dude, Blockbuster was a big part of my fucking childhood. I think I would go to that Airbnb. To be quite honest, Blockbuster wasn't a real big hit. I mean, we went to it, but I feel like it was overpriced. You know, like yeah, but back then you weren't paying for it. That's true, but yeah, like, back then you were just, it affected like, me because the movies I wanted to watch, we could never get. <laughs> They're like, oh, go over there to the 99 cent area. <laughs> and pick one of those? Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be cool to like do an Airbnb of Blockbuster. I think it's going to become one of those novelty things because like, it was such a big thing and then got completely destroyed by Netflix. I don't think it was Netflix. No, man. Redbox. It was Redbox. Yeah. Redbox, probably. Yeah, but like it got wrecked. Like it was. It went from like literally there was one everywhere to like a year and a half later there was none. And I'm just gonna tell you now, video stores now would never survive because all the ones here are fucking like Idaho Pizza companies now. Because there was <laughs> an, a store about three or four years ago that tried to open up in Nampa. It didn't last more than a month, man. It was crazy how quick it went down the shit. Airbnb style. I wonder how many people can stay in that motherfucker. I wonder if... I bet you, like, since it's, like, like a blockbuster, they probably have some sort of, like, a bigger type of a projector screen, you know, so you get, like, that movie feel. That'd be funny as shit if they, like... It's a blockbuster-themed Airbnb, but they have, like, a projector with, like, Netflix and shit. Well, yeah, they have to. I mean... There's no way, dude. They're going to make up their own thing just for that. It's going to have Wi-Fi at least. such an oxymoron. It'd be dope to visit that or like to stay in that. I think it'd be cool. That's an experience. It's way better than like the clown hotel I talked about like two episodes ago. Yeah, I know you fucking love like video stories. Well, I'm a movie buff or like I enjoy cinema. Not not specifically for like the reasons like a fucking... um, uh, what, what do you call the people that do the, the what? they like watch the movies and then put out the fucking like, oh, like reviewers? yeah like I don't like review movies like that but I'll watch a bunch of I watch a shit ton of movies and then like if I like them you know I recommend them to people that's not I, true though bro because if you just love that you can get your media online but you loved like the nostalgia of going into a video store Cause that last video store by your house that you used to go to, pretty sure any movie you could get there, you could get online. Well, yeah. Well, the difference was that like, there is a little bit of a good feeling when you walk into the video store and you get it, but they, when you go online and you're looking for an older movie that you haven't seen in a long time, there it's always on there for like rent it for a day for like fucking five ninety nine or some shit, and I get to go rent them there for like a dollar. <laughs> so I'd go there all the time and I'd grab like four movies. One time I went in there, I remember before, um, I think it was before like Lord of the Rings or the Matrix maybe or something like that, before they were all on Netflix. Yeah. 
And I picked up the whole fucking series for like six bucks. And I was like, I'm just going to watch these in like the next week or so. Yeah, I don't know, but you're paying for convenience. Like, it's a convenient society now. You don't have to get in your car. You don't have to drive. Maybe it's traffic hour. It's fucking hot. I haven't gotten to the point in my life where, where, yeah, where like I can't drive to pick up my own food, like Uber Eats, or I can't, you know, like if I can, if it's close enough to my house, I'll fucking drive there. (laughs) It's funny that you say that because like, most places have to be close enough to your house to even deliver. Yeah. Like between a certain radius, but I don't know. All right. Well, let's move on to the hypothetical moment. But uh, we have to cut for commercial real quick. All right. Time for the hypothetical moment. Uh, our question today is, if you could create a Netflix or a TV show, what would it be and why? So, like, I guess genre. And would you rather be on Netflix or TV? So, like, would you want to be binge worth like a binge type show or like a new episode every week type of thing? This is like we did it similar one with like cartoons. Yeah, but yeah. this is like a like actual show, this like is a drama for me, man. Like, I would do a docu series, uh, like The Office or something. No, Parks man. and Rec. Like a docu-series, I'm talking like um, like a fictional thing. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, non-fictional. So it'd be like a fictional documentary. Or not, I keep saying fictional. Non-fictional documentary. So it wouldn't be like The Office, man. It would be like... A, Is it like the ones where... Like, like it's, the Joe Exotic thing. Or yeah, where it's like, like a... Killing it's, Cats thing. It's a know? documentary, but with like episodes. Yeah, yeah, it would be with episodes. So, um, And mine would be on like immigration to be honest like is there a certain aspect of immigration because you can't cover the whole thing no so basically uh why immigrants come here you know okay okay like why our parents came here why our grandparents came here but i would perspective different stories from like root beginnings so like it would be like if i did it it would be like talking to people's parents about their childhood and how they ended up here you know and shit like that that's really easy for me because I feel like that's a message that doesn't get out very much. And there's a lot of people that are against illegal immigration, but they don't understand why it happens. And um, personally, in my life, my dad's told me shit that like has always stuck in my head. Like he told me that he used to go to the dump to look for fucking pencils and notebooks. And that shit like resonates with me, you know. And that's shit that people don't know that my dad went through or that people go through. Well, yeah, they also told a story about uh, how grandpa used to work at a restaurant. Uh-huh. And like during his lunch breaks, he would let like his three younger kids. So like uh, my mom, my tío Hyman, I think my tía Hela. Yeah. Like come and eat like part of his lunch. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Like this is shit that I feel like if it was put out there in a document form or a docu documentary, sorry. Um, it would really touch people. And I think it would change people's perspectives. Cause I think there's, there's stuff out there like this. There's but, negative connotations on a lot of stuff too. But I mean, if something makes like the top five of Netflix, you know, a lot of people are, watching everybody it. watches it. So like the tiger King, just because it was on that list, I fucking watched it. And it was the stupidest shit I've ever seen, but <laughs> I watched it because it's on there, you know? And, I feel like this is something powerful that will would make a change in people. Um, and I mean, it's something that's affected, you know, our family 
even on my mom's side, on my dad's side. So um, it's not too hard for me to say that, man. I would go out there, look for stories, you know, kind of bring would the you, most powerful so ones to light. Let me ask a question about it then. Would you do it like um, – because, you know, when I see shows like that, there's like two different kinds of ways that it's usually done. It's like each episode focuses on one particular person's story or like – an episode has all the stories, but it's like a small section and it just kind of keeps going per episode. We're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't along. really put too much thought into it, but just kind of on the spot, it would be an, a per story episode sort of thing. So you can get the whole thing in one episode. Yeah, yeah. And I do like illustrations. Cause obviously we can't get video of when they were little, but obviously there'd be like illustrations of the stories they're telling and why they came here, you know? And even just like a name off the top of my head would be why America, you know, something like that, something. Um, it'd have to be something that catches people's attention. So, I mean, that's really easy for me. That would definitely be my show on Netflix. All right. Oh, man, you went for like a profound yeah, show, you know, you, you th- you've thought about it for a little bit, huh? Yeah. Well, the moment you told me the topic, I don't know why it went into my head like that, bro. Oh, okay. So, it was pretty easy to choose that. Well, since you took the very, like, educational slash trying to, like, put on a movement type thing. You can just say serious, bro. <laughs> like a serious thing. Mine, I honestly, like, if I could have a TV show or a Netflix show, I think I'd have a Netflix show. Because TV, I've always hated every week or waiting a week for a fucking new episode. And in Netflix, you can just binge my shit and it's either a hit or it's not. Yeah, that's true. But, um... I'd probably do like a comedy. Uh, maybe something kind of like. Not, I mean, I like the the comedy that's like in shows like The Office and uh, that '70s show and stuff like that. Yeah. But I wouldn't do the documentary, like the docu, the fakeumentary series shows. You know, yeah. like where like they all have their little moments where they have to sit down and like talk to the camera. Yeah, yeah. The comment, the commentary and stuff. Like in the office, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would do that because, like, I don't know. I feel like people have just – that they've jumped on that hype train too much, too much, like, mockumentary shit. And I feel like it's too – like, besides being overplayed, like, it's hard to top something like The Office, you know, in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. And I would want low-level people – like, the thing that kind of fucks shows up for me sometimes that I feel like, like, Netflix or TV or a TV show would do is that they'll go out and they'll get, like – super famous actors, right? Or like really well-established comedians, right? Yeah. And it's not to say that these people work don't work hard, but if you find people in like local comedy clubs or like uh, just people who aren't already established, I feel like you could get them. You can really create something better and more funny because like they're really going to push because you're giving them the opportunity for a show like that, right? Yeah, and kind of down, getting down to the bare bones of it, Let's be honest. It's going to be way cheaper. <laughs> so it's going to be like a sitcom, but like the older sitcoms where they're not, where it's not cheesy as fuck. Like the sitcoms now, or like with the cheesy jokes and like the, the cliche um, episodes that are like the same in like every series, you know? Yeah. 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 It's going to be something different. Kind of like how sunny in the sunny. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia was really different or, um, like uh friends was different for the time you know so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to find like some sort of sitcom type show that i can do and i don't even know if i'll center it around a family i feel like all those shows are always centered around a single family 
That's not, you know, why can't it just be like multiple fucking people doing something? Yeah, I feel like those are like huge ass shoes to fill, man. So it'd be really hard to to make a show like that. That's why I didn't go for comedy too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I'd go for like a comedy. So I know you haven't thought about it too much, but like what sort of setting would you have it in or what? Well, I'm thinking like a big city, right? Okay. But I feel like a lot of the time when shows are like in big city, a lot of like the people have like, um, they always do like weird balances. Like where like some of the people have lower paying jobs. Some of the people have like business Higher, jobs yeah. and shit. I think I would have them all either start at the bottom or start at the top and like work that out. And there would be like, bare, there would be like no drama. I mean, there'd be like, like little drama aspects, but I'd be going for like pure humor, but not like weird, like, um, not like dumb and dumber humor, you know, or like, what's another show that's like that? I'm trying, that's what I was trying to think of, like a show that's drama y but funny. Cause yeah, I feel like, like not really drama. They use drama as the humor sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They like make fun of the drama. Like, I think that 70s show is the one that really pops out in my head, but like in a sitting, in a city type setting. Yeah. Cause like that show moves so. Like it's just it's like they're living day like a normal life. Yeah. But it's funny as fuck because like the kids are hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Cause the the situation that comes to mind is when uh when Pam cries because fucking Michael does something to her. You know, it's like a serious moment, but they like made humor out of it. I don't know, it's weird. It'd be really hard, I think. Oh, yeah. A comedy show would be hard as fuck. I'd have to get good writers. Good-ass writers, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I'm a pretty funny guy, but to sit down and try to, like, Write out a mold host. that out, you know, yeah. it's like, it feels like it's hard, you know? Yeah, but I'd probably go for a comedy show. Yeah, crazy, man. We're I also thought... On two way different aspects. I also thought about maybe a horror-type show, right? What are we talking here, like? Going to like scary places or no no not like a ghost hunter show like a American horror story type of thing, but like with different kinds of like stories than they did. Uh, okay, just like more perspective on it. Like, cause fucking, I watched the Underworld movies the other day on Netflix. Have you uh, seen Underworld? No, I haven't. Well, I recommend it. It's about like vampires and uh, werewolves, but they're called like lichens in there. But uh, and then I. But I thought I was thinking to myself the whole time. I was like, when did this fucking stigma or like not stigma? When did this thing in pop culture come up where werewolves and vampires hate each other? I think it's like folklore, dude. No, no. Cause I looked it up it's and not? no, the, like the legends of it are actually that like, or like the myths is like if a werewolf dies or something like that, it becomes a vampire. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no there. Like I looked into a lot of the the stuff, like the ancient, like the whole so myths and stuff. That says there's that nothing that says werewolves hate. Yeah, there's nothing that says that they're at odds. So that came from like either like a really old movie, like the Wolfman versus Dracula or something, or somewhere in pop culture that was a thing that happened. And now it's like common knowledge. If you ask people now, like about movies about werewolves and vampires, like they're always at odds. Well, who besides Twilight does that though. Okay, so Twilight does it. Um, Van Helsing puts werewolves against vampires. Yeah, yeah. Van Helsing. Um, the Underworld series did it. 
Uh, I think Blade ha- did Blade have a werewolf? I can't remember, but there's other ones too. Even like in cartoons, like whenever you see, I think it's, I think it happened obviously because of the two mythical things. Those are like the two cooler ones that can like go head to head. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thought. I had no idea because so, <laughs> I honestly thought in the Twilight movies they were actually throwing like like facts into it because they talked about like legends about them having like peace treaties or something. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. But uh, so like a horror show would be cool or even like, uh, you know, how vampires and werewolves have become so like opposite now. Yeah. Do the same thing, but with like two different things. I don't know, like a fucking a mummy and a ghost. Frankenstein. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That'd be weird. Because <laughs> I feel like it's a lot harder to make something epic out of the different characters. Because what comes to mind is uh, Hotel Transylvania because they have all the bad guys on Or like, well, imagine something like witches versus like warlocks. Just like the male version of a witch. That'd be a dope show. Nah, because. I'm calling that shit right now. That's a dope show. It's like prey mantises or whatever. Like they mate and then they kill each other. Or what the fuck? No, it's like it's like no, war- it's like how like warlocks. okay, so you know how like they're called like covens. Uh huh. It's just like here's a coven of witches, here's a coven of fucking warlocks, and they hate each and other. they hate each other for just some random reason. Like here's Romeo why it's Juliet hard, shit. man. Because how do you keep populating yourself? Like one well, well, with other witches, they just hate this specific group. Oh, so it's like Bloods and Crips almost. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're creating like gangs out of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're putting them into... Well, like they already do that in like all the uh, fucking pop culture shit. like there's other witches and warriors that don't hate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's alliances and shit, bro, all over. I'm just saying like you focus on two specific... I can see it if you're focusing on like the family bloodlines or something of like the witches and warlocks and they hate each other for that reason. Or even like witches and warlocks versus wizards. Because, like, witches and warlocks and shit, they get it all from, like, an evil place, and, like, wizards don't, right? Now I'm fuck- Now I'm fucking confused. Now they got, like, races of witches and warlocks. Yeah, dude, wizards are different <laughs> from witches and warlocks. I thought it was the same shit, bro. No, Harry witches Potter. and warlocks get their strength from, like, wizards demonic and witches, shit. Because right? the females in Harry Potter are witches, right? Hmm. I'm pretty sure that they're... Then is it just warlocks that get their shit from, like, demon places? I don't fucking know, dude. I've never looked that deep into it. Me either. I'm confused Well, obviously, right I'm going to have to do some research, but I just want to put some supernatural beings up against each other. Besides werewolves and fucking vampires. Yeah. That, that'd be crazy. Fucking mummies. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> mummies go to high school and shit. Like, that'd be funny. Mummies, mummies versus elves or some shit, you know? Let's mix and match. God damn, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's too much thinking for this late at night. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was the hypothetical. Damn, let us know. We're done with the episode now. All right, peace. Yeah, peace.